What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Jillian. Your what is my name? Obviously, I don't know my name today. <laughs> my name is Janelle Munoz, and you're listening to El Chisme y Mas. I have the corniest intro ever. I plan to change that one day. I just don't know when. <laughs> so welcome to the podcast. If you guys are new, I have three segments on this podcast. The first one is El Chisme. And it's just basically things I have done in my past week. And I just I just share with you guys a little bit of my life story. The second is the new segment. Just two, three things that I pick up from the media and I give you guys my take on it. The third is going to be my topic of discussion. Let's get to it. So for today's cheese man, it's like I was because I write a script. <laughs> I didn't even know what to say for a second. <laughs> I I write down a script, not a script, but like just a little like notes of what I want to talk about in the podcast. And uh, the only thing that has happened to me this week Besides the fact that Gabriel left, I just been doing like homework <laughs> and focusing all my time, energy, space into my homework. Like it's it, it really is crazy. I was I'm a little more amped up right now. Um I took a little bit of some coffee like this i'm on my second coffee of the day so i'm a little like wired but earlier today i was exhausted um right now i am working on homework stuff for the past like three days i've been working on school stuff from like five in the morning to nine o'clock at night no lie it's um your first week of it's not even my first week it's orientation week so that's the thing that's like what's going on (laughs) They're giving us so many things to do for our orientation week. But I'm halfway surviving my first orientation week. But you know, that like this week is also the time where you kind of are running around with your chicken cut, cut off. Is, is that a saying? Chicken head cut off. Chicken head. No. Running around with your chicken no what is the saying running around with your head cut off like a chicken so you guys know what i'm talking about um like the first week you're just kind of figuring out what like getting your financial aid in order getting your books in order getting your transcripts in order getting your classes in order figuring out uh books did i say that one already well i'm gonna say it again (laughs) bucks because that that was like a whole issue too i'm not even tell you guys how much i spent on books but it is a hefty price so honestly that's all i've been doing <laughs> but it's going great i think i finally have been making some progress because like um the beginning of the week was just really stressful with school now that it's kind of towards the end of the week i feel like i'm getting better at the stress um but I need to have I have like a couple big assignments that I need to get done before Monday 
And it's super time consuming too, of course, with lots of reading, lots of analytical thinking. And yeah, (laughs) that's my life right now. I'm going to be moving on to the new segment. Wow, I usually have like five things I did during the week. And this week is just, oh, I just did law school stuff. Like that's all I have time for. Oh man. So for the new segment, which is my second segment, um, did you guys see or hear the YouTube song WAP by Cardi B and I think Meg the Stallion is on there? Okay, when I heard the lyrics, I was like, Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I was pumped for the song. Like, this is, like, my new workout song right now. The video, I liked it. I, I really liked it. People, I feel, were hating because Kylie Jenner was on it. And they were saying, like, she needs to be out of the video. And I just feel like those people, the people that said that, they're what you call haters. I'm sorry, just a big H-A-T-E-R-S. Like, she looked great. Kylie Jenner is, like, a good-looking girl. She is a, I don't know, like, she's a billionaire. Is she still a billionaire? I don't know. She's a billionaire. She's rich. She's young. Like, what's, like, why are you hating on her? (laughs) And I guess there was even a, like, people were so serious about taking her off the music video. There was even a petition for it. That's just rude, right? Like, you just hating, huh? You just mad. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the best, best news that happened this week, guys. The best news. Mr. Joe Biden picked his running mate, which is round of applause. Miss Kamala Harris. Woo! You guys know how I feel about her. She's great in my eyes. They, I think they have potential to be a great dynamic duo. I don't know what it is, but I believe in them. There are two reasons why I was excited about this. The first one is because I liked Kamala Harris from the start. I thought she was a great um, Democratic nominee for president. I actually like voted for her campaign when last year and I wanted her to become president but she dropped out but now she's back and that's why I think I'm extra pumped and the second reason which I think is the most important let's consider this win for us women for the past three out of the four elections we had had since 2008 um there have been women in the ballot for a primary election. So starting in 2008 with Hillary Clinton, who tried to run against Barack Obama. So since 1789, which is a year that George Washington was elected president, up until that year, women have not ever had a chance or never made it up to run for president for the two primary parties. I'm talking about Democratic and Republican. Or they haven't made it um, as far as Hillary Clinton did in 2008 when she ran against Obama. So that is a total of (laughs) 
like 200 plus years, 300 plus years. It's a long time coming. That's what I'm trying to get at for us women. We all know in 2008, Hillary lost and then she ran again in 2016 and was the primary candidate for the Democratic Party. She won popular vote, but unfortunately, through the Electoral College, Donald Trump became the 45th president of the United States. And that is the fate that women have had in running for president. Like, think of all the women in the United States, and only one has made it as far as Hillary has made it. Fast forward in 2019, there was, you know, when there was about eight. I really don't even know how many people were running for the Democratic Party, but there was a lot of people running for the Democratic Party. But a lot of them were like almost half were women. It was Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris, the lady from Hawaii, and another lady. I oh man, I should probably I should have probably wrote that down, but I didn't. It's okay. <laughs> but you know we're starting to see this shift in primary elections, in presidential elections, and. I love it. Um, I, I I can't even. It gives me the chills just to think how much progression we have made over the past ten years when it comes to equality, and that to me is it's just kind of what we need to keep pushing for, you know. And just let's let's keep it going, ladies. Like we are getting ourselves out there and. It brings me so much joy. And finally, we will see what happens in November. I believe they are saying we are turning in our ballots through mail. I'm not exactly sure yet, but I will keep you guys updated as soon as like, I think the choice has been made. I think we are turning in our ballots, but through mail. So I'll give you guys more information later is basically what I'm getting at. All right, guys, that's all I have for the news segment. Not much went on this week that I know of. Just the Kamala Harris is running for vice president. All right, guys, we are moving on to my topic of discussion. I am going to be talking about something that is like very dear to me. Something I love, something I look forward to uh, doing every single day. And this is also like a new, can you say creation of the segment? I'm basically creating a new discussion. That's, yeah, discussion. <laughs> and um, it's all about books and it's titled... For the love of the books. <laughs> I read every single day and not just like stuff I have to read for school, but also stuff that I like leisure reading. Like I, I love it. At least 10 minutes a day. I dedicate my time to that. And I love, 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 love when people talk to me about books, when I talk to them about books. And I thought. Maybe I should bring this discussion to the podcast. This is definitely like an ongoing 
discussion. So that's why I am naming this for the love of the books part one because I hope to keep continuing it and I wish I could have done it sooner. So in this book selection, I'm going to be talking about the last five books I've read. There may be some little spoilers, but I'm just going to give you guys an overview of the books and what I thought of them and my rating on them. So the first book I have is Where the Crawd Dogs Sing by Delia Owens. Okay, I think everybody has heard of this book. It is like always it has been top selling on Amazon for a very long time now. It's also like super rated and reviewed on Amazon and I could see what the hype is about. Let's just say that. So the book is about a young girl who is from the swamps. She's like they call her the swamp girl, but her name is Kaya and I consider this a part crime part even revenge story, part even love story, part even survival story. I I just think the book has so many great components to it and that's what makes it great. But Kaya has a very like hard upbringing. She basically raised herself since a very young age. Her family left her like the dad was super abusive and basically like made everyone leave the house like they left willingly but it was because of the dad's actions the dad was like a really drunk a a big drunk and um would always cause fights and all that stuff so eventually the mom left and then pretty soon like the brothers and sisters left so she was i so she was about eight to twelve years i can't remember how old she was when she was completely like left alone and to like fend for herself um she never went to school Then she met this boy at the swamp that took interest in her. And her name was Tate. Um, His name, sorry. His name was Tate. And he gave her like books to read. And she started to learn how to read all because of him. There is also a murder in the beginning of the book. In like the first two chapters of the book, you also find out that this guy named Chase, Chase Andrews dies or is murdered they're not quite sure and as you're reading the book you see the connection between Kaya and Chase Andrews and that is all I'm gonna say (laughs) you're also gonna feel a lot of emotions in this book and I am gonna give this book a 4.5 out of five it's definitely a must read why i didn't give it a five i don't know because <laughs> i don't know why i didn't give it a five five but i'm giving it 4.5 like it's a it's a it's a really good read the next book i read was scared selfless by michelle stevens okay this book is a memoir and it's a little bit dark It's a little bit uncomfortable. Her stepfather, Gary, made her had her 
be in a child sex slave ring. I believe that's the right terminology for it. Um, He also made her take like super um, prerogative pictures at a very young age. And she and he uh, like sexually molested her as well. She talks about all that and she talks about how she had a makeshift abortion at home and it was fostered by the stepdad and her mom no the the book is really dark itself and there was times where I felt super uncomfortable reading it and kind of just like in disbelief that things like this happen but at the end of the day it's really important to educate yourself on these matters and you know that like they do exist and people art like things like this are happening every day and because of what michelle stevens went through through her childhood because basically her childhood was robbed because she you know she had to grow up really quick um but unfortunately she suffers from multi-personality disorders and anxiety and there was a couple times where she tried to kill herself just because of things that happened to her in her youth she talks more in depth about it and just also like important stats to know about pedophiles it's a super hard book and I I, I enjoy it I don't think enjoyed is the right word, but I did I did like it because of the fact that it just brought me to light of what other people are going through and the problem we have in the world with pedophiles. And she basically is like pedophiles are like every single human being. It's just this is their fetish. Just like people have a foot fetish, pedophiles have a fetish or an attraction to younger people. And ah, it's even hard to just talk about it, but that is where I'm going to stop talking about the book. If you guys um, want to read it, of course, it's on Amazon. Scared Selfish, Selfless, sorry, (laughs) Scared Selfless by Michelle Stevens. I'm going to rate this book a 4.2 out of 5. My next book is My Husband's Secret by Leanne Moratti. Okay, I personally don't know how to say her last name. Leanne Moratti. Moratti, like morning Moratti. I'm just kidding. I don't know how to say her last name, but we're just going to roll with it. It's called My Husband's Secret. Again, I like this book, but I didn't love it. Um... Burying the fence. So the author is actually the writer of Big Little Lies. And I never watched this series, but I kind of knew what like the story was about. You know, I know it it has to do with women and somehow they all come together. Basically what the plot what the story is, right? Kinda ish. And my husband's secret is kind of like that. Like it was following the lives of three women. Tess, Cecilia, Rachel, 
And the stories at the beginning, they literally seemed like they had nothing to do with each other. But then after a very lengthy, lengthy, lengthy um, introduction of the book, a backstory of the book, you see how these women's story is coming, like they're coming together. And this book has secrets, murders, scandals, a little bit of everything. And I don't want to give it too much away because that's not really what I want to do when I talk about books in this like segment. So I'm just going to say that I'm just going to say that and the epilogue. The epilogue deserves five out of five stars because it moved me like it. It was such a great way to end a book. And it's basically saying everything happens for a reason. And let me just explain. So it basically says because this happened, then this happened and this happened. And that's the way life is supposed to go. Right. And if anything would have went different, the outcome of a life would have been different, you know. Like one of the examples I was in the book was Tess is one of the main characters of the book and her husband cheated on her and she was ready to get she was ready to leave him like he was out and then he came back and was like I'm so sorry he she was like I can't forgive you blah 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 but then she ended up working it out and if she didn't end up working it out, she would have not had her daughter later on for a reason. And it's going to lead to something else for a reason. Like everything is just a continuous story because of this happened. This is going to happen. If this didn't happen, this didn't happen. I hope I'm not making myself clear because <laughs> it, the epilogue is the best part of the book. I am rating this book at 3.95 out of 5. <laughs> I feel like that's solid. Like it was a it was a decent book, but it wasn't my favorite books. But it was one of those books I couldn't stop. It was a page turner. So it, it got me turning the pages. But it didn't necessarily give me like all these emotions I want to feel when I read a book. The next book is The Burning Shores. Inside the Battle for the New Libya by Frederick Wehiri. Me and last names, we just don't really go together. <laughs> so I usually don't really read books like this, but I know I mentioned before on the podcast, I am a knowledge seeker. I love knowing things. I am a big trivia girl. I want to know everything and anything. I, I, I love being more educated. And, you know, I saw this book and I was like, I should probably pick it up because I really don't know much about Libya I don't know much about North Africa and I don't know much about and I don't know much about the Muslim religion so I picked it up without knowing much about Libya and well the only thing I knew about Libya was that's where Chris Stevens the ambassador if I believe Libya I think yeah passed away like got killed there in Benghazi like the whole Benghazi accident happened in Libya so I picked up this book no regrets I thought it was a really interesting book I mean I was not 
gonna not read it and i think that's just my ocd because when i start something i have to like finish it that's just how i am so with that being said i'm glad i read it i know a little bit more about libya and at the end of the day i'm glad i did it so even though i feel like i would not usually read a book like this but I still liked it. I'm going to be a little generous and say a 4.0 out of 5. Because it really did get me wanting to know more. You know, like it, like if I completely hated the book. Nah, I still probably would have read it. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like it's it was still entertaining. Like I'm so 4.0 out of 5. The last book that I have today that I want to share is I am not your perfect Mexican daughter. This book, um, let me just say, it starts off a little strange. Julia, who is the main character, um, talks about her sister passing away, but with like no emotions, which was kind of weird. But this story is about her having such a hard time connecting with her parents. Julia was born in Chicago and her parents were born in, in Mexico and they later immigrated to Chicago. So, you know, the typical story of how immigrant parents just have a hard time connecting with their children because, you know, Mexico and U.S., like those these two countries, like they have very different culture and so I think when I'm just talking about this case in particular when immigrant parents come here and they see their child is quote-unquote getting to Americanized they have a problem with it and you know just when you think like things are looking up for Julia she takes a turn for the worst of the worst and she then gets like shipped <laughs> ships, not the right word, but she gets sent to Mexico from her parents and her parents are basically like, you need to go to Mexico. Just, just see what Mexico is all about. You need to go to Mexico. And she went to Mexico and she actually found out some stuff about her parents that she didn't know. And her parents never talked about, which I think connected her more with her parents. She also found some things out about her dead sister and I don't think she ever told her parents and it was whole like, should I keep a secret? Should I not keep a secret? Like she was so adamant and kind of annoying of trying to find out what like what was her sister hiding because her sister, I guess, was like this perfect daughter, like went to church every Sunday, came home at seven o'clock. But Julia found some like things in her room and that is all I'm going to say about the book. And I'm going to give it the same rating I gave My Husband's Secret. Yeah, a rating. I'm going to give this book a 3.7. And the only reason why is because I felt like she kind of depicted, the author kind of depicted like, a bad side of Mexico and I just don't agree with and Julia was kind of annoying the entire time but which I get it because she she's like 
16, 17, and everyone's annoying when they're 16 and 17. So I kind of see that, but uh, I, I liked my husband's secrets better. So that's why I decided to give this rating to I'm not your perfect Mexican daughter. I will tell you guys this. I, I was reading like I was trying to see what book I should buy next on Amazon because when I was at Gabriel's house, like I took four books with me and no, I didn't finish them or anything like um, what happened was like the two books because I finished two and the two other ones like I just didn't feel like reading. So I was like, I'm going to buy a new book on Amazon and I bought this book and I read like. Because, you know, on Amazon, you could, like, listen to it a little bit. And I listened to it a little bit. And it was basically, like, me and Julia, like, Julia and her best friend were eating chips. And they put a bunch of limon on it. And I was like, oh, yeah, this book is for me. <laughs> so that is essentially why I got that book. But that is all I have. If I recommend any book from the sec the books that I just mentioned Obviously, it'd be where the crowd dad sing. The hype is worth it. I'm not even going to lie. All right, guys, that is all I have today. I hope you guys enjoyed or like this new segment that I brought up. I love books, so that's what I just wanted to share. You got. <laughs> I can't speak. Obviously, I'm so tired. <laughs> I just want to share with you guys just the books I've been reading. And I think this is a new podcast segment that I really love. Please DM me if you guys have any favorite books that you guys think I should read. I'm probably not going to read as much as I I I used to in the past. But I'm still going to be tr trying to read. But I'm always looking for new books. And if you guys read any of these books, please let me know what your rating is and what you thought of it. All right, guys. I'll see you guys next week.